welcome to Good Guy Grants Podcast. It's mad decent. And this is the Good Guy Grant Podcast. I'm your host, Grant. Coming up on today's show, I want to talk a little Jim Harbaugh to start off the show. I want to talk a little Dabo Sweeney. Uh, just talk football in general. Not a lot's going on the last couple of days in basketball, so not a lot of NBA is going. The only thing that's been set is in the NBA, they're actually going to do uh, COVID tests the next couple of weeks to make sure when the players arrive for preseason games in December that there's no positive tests or anything. So safety is always first when it comes to the NBA. But I want to come out of the gates actually talking about Jim Harbaugh. For people that don't know, he is the head coach of the Michigan Wolverines in football. They actually lost today 27-17 to Penn State. Penn State coming into the game was 0-5. Michigan was 2-3. James Franklin, the head coach at Penn State, was on the hot seat going into this game. And Penn State ended up winning 27-17. For people who don't know, uh, Jim Harbaugh is uh, my dad's second cousin, so I am somewhat related to him in a sense. His record at Michigan, for people that are not keeping up or not keeping track, uh, he is 49-22. and 22. In Big Ten play, he is 34-16, and 16, so it's not a bad record. He's had uh, three 10-win seasons at Michigan. He's been there since 2015. Uh, the biggest thing with him is he doesn't have a Big Ten championship at all at Michigan. And he's also 0-5 against Ohio State as well. The Yeah, he'll probably be 0-6 actually going into this year because I doubt Michigan beats Ohio State, to be honest with you. Um, but the thing that Jim Harbaugh, he has to go. And there, there's multiple reasons. He's in the top five in terms of salary per year for, for a coach in college football. He makes $7.5 million, uh, which is actually top five in terms of highest paid coaches in college football, and he doesn't have a national title. He doesn't even have a Big Ten championship, and he's making that kind of money is absurd. His record against top 25 teams is 10-14, and 14, so that's a winning percentage of 41.6 since he's been at Michigan since 2015, so he has a losing record against top 25 teams. Like I've said, he is 0-5 against Ohio State, 3-3 and against Michigan State, 1-4 and in bowl games, and 1-8 and against top 10 teams while at Michigan since 2015. But he's making $7.5 million a season at Michigan. So, and people that that don't follow the Michigan football program, they actually have one of the top 10 highest paid coaching staffs in college sports, actually, in terms of assistant coaching. So their defense coordinator, which is Don Brown, gets over a million dollars a year. Josh Gaddis, who's the offensive coordinator, gets over a million dollars a year as well. So it's not like the program is not investing in coaching on the Harbaugh staff. They are. They have always been that way, even during the Brady Hoke and Rich Rodriguez days when they were coaches at Michigan. But Jim Harbaugh, for somebody that's making that kind of money, whose offense he's running while at Michigan is a 90s type of offense, run first type of offense to where you're running you know, the power eye. It's not working in college football anymore. College football is adapting to the the spread offenses, the the high-powered, you know, uh, deep passes, you know, deep throws, long uh, run after the catch type things. And Jim Harbaugh is running a 90s style offense in college football. For people to say Jim Harbaugh hasn't been there long enough, you know, he's been there since 2015. He's had his, you know, multiple recruiting classes in there. His recruiting class is always in the top 12 uh, for college football recruiting rankings. So it's not like he's not bringing in talent. The biggest thing is it's the offense that he's running, and ultimately he's not making the best decisions possible to execute a game plan. He's had issues in the past with Michigan, like I said, 
0-5 against Ohio State, 3-3 against uh, in-state rival Michigan State. Uh, he's had issues even losing to Notre Dame as well. Uh, but the thing with Jim Harbaugh is when you look at that $7.5 million salary, makes you think long-term, is he going to be at Michigan long-term? He has one more year on his contract for people that don't know. Ultimately, I think they come out to a mutual decision and uh, part ways. And what that means is Harbaugh won't get that $7.5 million next year. They'll probably give him a percentage, probably like 3 to $4 million, and they'll just buy him out. And then Jim Harbaugh will either look into the NFL or get another college football head coaching job. But this, this era at Michigan has been atrocious. It hasn't been good. He's underachieved. Like I said, this this Big Ten season has been absolutely awful. You have you have top programs like Penn State, Michigan State, uh, even Wisconsin having down years in the Big Ten, and Harbaugh and his team are two and four. If there was a year when Jim Harbaugh could have you know went for a Big Ten title or anything like that, it would have been this season. You got uh, Ohio State's the only team that's undefeated uh, in the uh, East Division in the Big Ten. At 4-0, of course, they had the game against Illinois canceled due to COVID. Uh, Indiana's an improved program uh, with their new coach, uh, Tom Allen. Uh, they're 5-1 and one this year. Only loss was against OSU last week. Uh, but Michigan sits at 2-4 and four right now. Uh, it's it's not looking good. I mean, at home this year, they're 0-3. On the road, they're 2-1, they're and one, and they had to come back to actually beat Rutgers last week, which was sad because Rutgers is one of the worst teams in the Big Ten uh, at 1-4. and four. Uh, you know, Northwestern's five and zero in the Big Ten West, but I think Northwestern's a fluke. I don't really consider them that good. But you look at the the power programs like you know Minnesota is supposed to be pretty good in the Big Ten. They're two and three. Purdue's two and two. Nebraska's one and four. But Michigan State, like I said, one and three. Penn State's one and five. It it doesn't look good. And and for Jim Harbaugh to lay an egg and be two and four this season in the Big Ten. It's not like he still has previous coaches, players on his roster. Like he doesn't have any Brady Hoke players still left on his roster. These are all Jim Harbaugh recruits that are on that roster. And these are 105 players. He has multiple walk-ons who are not even on scholarship in the two deep, which is absurd for a program like Michigan to have. He has the wide receiving talent, but like I said, it's a matter of he's supposed to be this QB whisperer. And Cade McNamara, he did get hurt today with a shoulder injury, but guys like. Um, you got Dan, uh, um, what's his name? Damon Alvari. He's the third string QB, but Joe Milton came into the season as a starting quarterback. He's got a huge arm, but his accuracy is terrible. Um, Harbaugh is supposed to be this QB whisperer and at Michigan, he has not really developed a quarterback to be, you know, the main guy at Michigan. He had Shea Patterson last year, but Shea Patterson transferred in from old miss. He had Jake Rudock who transferred in as well. Uh, you've had multiple quarterbacks have to transfer in because Harbaugh cannot recruit the QB that he said he's a QB whisperer at Ann Arbor to be able to get him to play at a level to where they win games, compete for a national title, compete for even a Big Ten championship, and it's been it's been a rocky start. A lot of the people are blaming Don Brown, who is the defensive coordinator at Michigan. Like I said, he makes over a million dollars. The defense has definitely regressed this season. Um, usually they're a top 10 defense. Uh, now they're outside of the top 20 uh, in terms of total defense, which is not a good look. But like I said, Michigan is 2-4. and four. It's it's not going well for for Harbaugh. They lost four games last year, nine and four. Um, the previous year, the 2018, they were ten and three, uh, tied for first in the East, but they lost in the Peach Bowl. Uh, and even in 2017 under Harbaugh, they were eight and five. Ultimately, I think that was the year. 
I lost faith in Jim Harbaugh was 2017 where I thought they should have got rid of him. Instead, they gave him a contract extension to be one of the highest paid coaches in college football at that $7.5 million a year contract, which is absolutely absurd. So Harbaugh came in to college after being a head coach in the NFL. He coached Stanford for a few years. He was Andrew Luck's coach. And then he went to the NFL. He coached the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, led them to the Super Bowl game in 2012. They lost to the Ravens. Uh, the starting quarterback uh, for the 2012 San Francisco 49ers, was, of course, was Colin Kaepernick. He took over for Alex Smith. Um, and then it kind of got rocky in 2013, 2014, while Harbaugh was in San Francisco. He had issues with the uh, the general manager in San Francisco and also with ownership. Ultimately, it led to Harbaugh and San Francisco parting ways in 2014 after an 8-8 eight and eight season. So what did Harbaugh do? He goes back to his alma mater, Michigan, and uh, starts coaching them in 2015. Uh, so with the the recruits that he had, he didn't he, he inherited Brady Hoke's players in 2015. He finished ten and three, six and two in the Big Ten. That was third in the uh, East for the Big Ten, which is not great. He did not get to first in the Big Ten East until 2018. So that was three years that he had been at Michigan, and this is the guy that's getting paid. Seven point five million. I can't. I can't keep stressing that enough. This is a coach that's you know top ten, top five in terms of highest paid college football coaches in college football, and he hasn't won a national title. He hasn't won even a Big Ten championship. He's lost to Ohio State five straight years. The last time Michigan beat Ohio State was during the Brady Hoke year, and the only reason they beat Ohio State back then is because Luke Fickle was the coach. He took over for. Um, uh, what was it? It was a transition to Urban uh, when Luke Fickle took over. So Luke Fickle had that one year in Columbus. And then uh, Brady Hoke was the coach. And ultimately, uh, Brady Hoke did beat uh, Luke Fickle at High State. That was years ago. Ever since then, Michigan's been struggling. I think Harbaugh has to go. I think this administration at Michigan and their athletic department has to get rid of him. I'm so tired of hearing this Michigan man to be the, the head coaching job at Michigan. Uh, You've had multiple Michigan guys um, be head coaches at Michigan. Of course, Jim Harbaugh, Brady Hoke, who was a defensive coordinator at Michigan before becoming the head coach. Uh, You had a guy like uh, Lloyd Carr, who had the last national championship at Michigan, and that was 97. In between there, you had Rich Rodriguez, who was the coach at West Virginia. He came over at Michigan. The offense did well with Rich Rodriguez, but the defense was always the biggest issue. Uh, I think Rich Rodriguez is a good offensive coordinator, but he's not a good head coach. Uh, candidates that I would like to see Michigan look at if they decide to part ways with Harbaugh is Iowa State head football coach Matt Campbell. He's a young guy. He's not a Michigan man, which is good. I think that's the way the program needs to go. He actually just led Iowa State to beating Texas and Oklahoma for the first time in over 20 years in one season, which is really big for an Iowa State program. So he's doing that with Iowa State, who are competing for a Big 12 championship. And Iowa State's bringing in you know, mostly three- and two-star players He's compete for a Big Ten 12 championship. Harbaugh's getting these four-star guys, and he's not even coming close to competing for a Big Ten championship. Again, that's something I think um, we need to keep an eye on. I think I think Harbaugh needs to go. Uh, it's just something that that there needs to be a change, and I think Michigan just needs to bite the bullet. I know we're in the middle of a pandemic, but it's time for them uh, to move on from – from them at all. Uh, I want to switch gears a little bit. Uh, I want to talk a little Dabo Sweeney. 
Uh, he's the uh, head football coach at Clemson. Uh, he recently came out. Uh, so last week, uh, a couple hours before the game, it was Clemson versus Florida State. Uh, Clemson actually canceled the game a couple hours before it was supposed to kick off. The reason for that is because one of the Clemson players actually tested positive for COVID-19. Uh, and then Dabo Sweeney, after the, after the game was canceled, came out and said, Florida State doesn't want to play. They're just blaming it on COVID. Um, if Florida State ever wants to make up this game, they have to come to Clemson to play. We will not be traveling to Florida State. The interesting thing is, Dabo Sweeney had has had issues this year in terms of being able to release his positive cases of COVID about his players to other teams. Uh, for people who don't know and don't follow the Clemson program, uh, one of his offensive linemen tested positive the night before the Florida State game last week. So that was one of the reasons. So the guy, they, they had the team travel to Tallahassee uh, last Friday night. Uh, everybody took a COVID test. One of the Clemson offensive linemen tested positive. Uh, Florida State was worried that the that offensive lineman would, would spread a lot more um, uh, COVID-19 to other players on the team, uh, ultimately leading to Florida State players possibly getting it as well. Uh, the fact that that player who, if you're a college football player, you get tested multiple times a week. Usually it's, you'll get a test either Monday or Tuesday, uh, the, the rapid test. And then you'll get another test usually either Thursday or Friday uh, with the game being on Saturday. So Dabo Sweeney brought this player on the plane into the hotel room and then they tested him on Friday night. Again, it's an offensive lineman. And the offensive lineman came back positive uh, for covid I think there was a lot more to the story. I've actually heard multiple Clemson players actually tested positive uh, for COVID that Dabo Sweeney did not want to release. That was one of the reasons why Florida State did not want to play that game. Ultimately, last Saturday's game was canceled. Uh, Florida State actually canceled this week's game as well. Uh, They actually had a few positive cases themselves in Tallahassee, so they decided to cancel this week's game as well. Uh, But in terms of Clemson, for Dabo Sweeney to come out, before people side with Dabo Sweeney, think about this. So Clemson played Wake Forest uh, the first week in college football, September 12th, actually. Clemson won 37-13. Dabo Sweeney refused to announce how many players had COVID leading into that game. And then it did an interview after the game where Dabo Sweeney said, we're just lucky to have enough people on the roster to play. They had over 20 cases of COVID-19 positive tests on players and staff at Clemson leading up to that Wake Forest game on September the 12th. And Dabo Sweeney did not disclose how many players or coaching staff tested positive going into that Wake Forest game. And that ultimately led to uh, the NCAA basically telling the coaches, you have to disclose your the cases with COVID-19, what players have tested positive, what any coaches, staff members tested positive leading up to a college football game. It all started with Dabo trying to hide how many players tested positive in week one. And now Dabo Sweeney's coming out against Florida State, uh, basically saying it was not COVID-related, the reason Florida State canceled the game. Uh, they basically said Florida State did not want to play. That was the reason. Uh, I, I side with Florida State on this. I don't trust what Dabo Sweeney's saying. I think there was more players that actually tested positive than what Dabo wanted to release. Uh, given that his history of not releasing his positive tests to the media or even to the other teams like he did against Wake Forest week one, uh, Florida State 
like I said, canceled that game against Clemson. That was November 21st. And then they were scheduled to play Virginia uh, November 28th, which is today. Uh, they postponed that. Uh, Virginia actually had some positive t- uh, COVID uh, tests as well. So both teams uh, had a mutual agreement to actually cancel the game. Uh, so Florida State's missed two consecutive games now due to COVID. Uh, they're not having a good year as it is. Florida State's 2-6. and six, Not off to a great start. Uh, Clemson 7-1. and one. Uh, The only loss was against Notre Dame a couple weeks ago, 47-40. And that was with Trevor Lawrence actually out of that game. Uh, for people who don't know, Trevor Lawrence had COVID a couple weeks ago and actually had to miss the, the Notre Dame game, which was odd uh, because... So Trevor Lawrence tested positive for COVID a couple weeks ago. And he's supposed to be quarantining everything like that. He was on the sideline for the Notre Dame game. Like, if you have COVID, why are you on the sideline next to your players and everything like that? I didn't understand that. Anyway, Notre Dame beat uh, Clemson 47-40. That was a couple weeks ago. That was at Notre Dame. That's the only loss on the resume for Clemson. Uh, My thing is, if Clemson would have beat Notre Dame that week, Dabo Sweeney would not have had an issue postponing the Florida State game because they would be undefeated. They'd be 8-0 going into that Florida State game. Uh, ultimately, I think that that Notre Dame defeat, because the, the Dabo Sweeney knows the team has to make up ground to kind of catch uh, other teams to be able to get in that four-team playoff. So I think that's one of the reasons why Dabo Sweeney was upset that the the game was canceled because he, he needed to make up ground after Clemson lost to Notre Dame. I ultimately thought that was the reason why he was a little more upset than he should have been in terms of the, the positive cases and everything like that. Uh, the last topic I want to go over, uh, it is Saturday. You know, you have the you have college football going on. Uh, the big game's going on right now. You got the Iron Bowl, uh, Alabama against Auburn, uh, the battle for the, the state of uh, Alabama, which is always fun to watch. Um, yeah, Clemson's playing Pitt. Uh, Clemson's dominating right now. They're up 31 nothing. That's not really a good game. Uh, the the later game, it's it's LSU and Texas A&M, which I expect Texas A&M to win as well. Uh, we mentioned the I-State game was canceled due to COVID. So was the Cincinnati Temple game. Cincinnati's actually in the top 10 this year. They're 8-0. Um, Oklahoma and West Virginia game was canceled due to COVID as well. So a good amount of games were canceled due to COVID uh, in college football this year uh, and just in general. Um, and the NFL... They had to move the uh, the Steelers-Ravens game actually twice. Over 12 players on the Ravens tested positive for COVID. Over uh, five players on the Steelers tested positive as well. So that game has been moved twice. It's now set to be played next Tuesday. Um, the Steelers and the, the Ravens, Lamar Jackson's not playing in that game. It's going to be RG3 starting for the Ravens against the Steelers. Um, in terms of Sunday games, uh, there's a couple of decent games going on. I mean, you got the Chargers Bills. If you want to watch Justin Herbert going up against Josh Allen. Um, Colts Titans is not a bad game. They're both seven and three. Uh, uh, Browns Jags. I don't anticipate that being a good game. Mike London's actually starting for, for Jacksonville. I expect the Browns to win that. Uh, you got the, the Niners Rams it could be a decent game, but the, the big game at 4 o'clock is the Chiefs-Buccaneers, so it's Tom Brady going to get Patrick Mahomes. And then the Sunday night game is the Bears and Packers. Good Lord, the Bears. I think they're starting Mitch Trubisky this week. That's horrible. Uh, the Monday night game is Seahawks-Eagles, and the Eagles have not had a good year. And then, like I said, that Tuesday game is the Ravens and the 
the Steelers, the Steelers being the only unbeaten team left in the NFL. Uh, but yeah, this is it's a quick podcast for this week, but uh, wanted to kind of drop it. I hope everybody has a, enjoyed the rest of the weekend. Hopefully, everybody enjoyed the holiday as well, Thanksgiving, and everybody have a good night.